Welcome everybody to Sports Focus. I'm Frank. Uh, we have a lot of football to talk about today. A lot of reasons for Chelsea fans to be happy today. I am not alone. As usual, I am with Anton, but that is not useful information. Today we have someone else with us today. We have a society. So how has it been? Uh, it's been very nice. Thank you, thank you for having me on the show today, Frank. Okay, wonderful. We are going to go right into it. Yesterday, um, Chelsea put in an official bid for Timoena. Yes, and it seems like it's all pretty much done now. We have a few days to get papers and everything intact. We're expecting um, official announcements to be made um, towards the start of next week. And we are going to start with Anton on this one. Timoena, a guy that you like a lot. What does this? How how does how close are Chelsea to being title contenders now that they've added um, a striker like Timoena? Well, first of all. I'll be lying if I say it doesn't hurt me to find out that Chelsea signed to win. But I've seen the team, I've looked at the team. They, are, they have they have a new player in Hakim Zayech. They have Timo Werner and Christian Pulisic. That will be their starting front three next season. Looks very formidable. Each player there knows how to get at least 10 goals and 10 assists in, in, in a league. But that is the team. Each, each player, were, um, Zayech and Timo Werner are coming from a team where they were the only ones being depended on. But now in Chelsea, they're going to have to share that importance. And this, the EPL they are coming to, so anything can happen. It's not easy to predict. Um, Smolina looks like a very strong player, a very good player. But I think him playing in the EPL all season might actually have some strong injury problems on him. He might not be able to keep up. He's a wonderful player. He's a great player, a great addition. But I still don't see Chelsea winning the Premier League next season. I still believe Liverpool and Man City are stronger teams than Chelsea, even with this, their new front three. Okay, um, yes, we're going to kick it to so far out. So, do you have any objections? Obviously, you wouldn't because you're, you're a Chelsea fan. You're here for the Chelsea expertise. But what do you have to say in response to what um, Anton had to say? Yeah, I agree with some of what he said, but, you know, not, not entirely all of it. Yeah, Timo, when I come to Chelsea, will be a great, a great addition to the team. And from what I've been reading, I see that Liverpool are you know, almost withdrawing totally from the bid, so it's almost a done deal. So thank God for that. But Timo Werner coming to Chelsea now, it's it's a great addition. Yeah, and him, ZH and Pulisic, they might not always be the starting front three because they all have different ways they play. Like when Timo Werner was back at Leipzig, he always had a great partnership with Patrick Schick, so he was not always on his own up front. And Akim ZH is always a goal provider, so he might be sitting deeper in the midfield and not necessarily in front. And and Chelsea might not be able to contend for the title so soon unless we, you know, tighten up our back. Because, you know, if we still keep on letting goals in, uh, we can't we can't win the league like that. So if we're about to if we want to win the league, we'll have to get in more players, you know, strengthen the back line. And I think, yeah, from there we can, you know, be better off in a few years. Uh, yeah, that, that that was lovely from from USSR, not so much from Arsenal. That, that was a lot of bull as far as I'm concerned. I expect you to be a little bit more optimistic. Uh, you being the Chelsea fan, I think Timo Werner coming to Chelsea is a fantastic buy. Um, I'd always had my doubts about Tamir, but don't, don't get me wrong, I think he actually exceeded expectations this year. But he's definitely not your number one guy if you want to contend for a title, certainly. Um, so Chelsea getting Timo Werner is definitely addressing one of the issues. And then you mentioned Chelsea's backline being maybe not as strong as you want it to be if they want to contend for a title. But 
I mean, they're third, they're third or fourth in the league right now. Um, and they don't even have a player like Moena. And, and, and of course, we have um, Hakim Ziyech has already, it's already been official. And we know what he can bring. And Christian Pulisic hasn't had one full season with him. I think that front three alone can carry them at least to contention of it, of, of the, of the title next, next season. I mean, I don't see the reason why they can't. Um, 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 it might, it might look like maybe it's a little bit too early. Um, to decide, but, but that's that's what I think about that. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think um, yes. Timoena is a fantastic, is a fantastic deal for the club. But also, Chelsea sitting fourth place does not really show the, you know, the effort they are putting into this season. Because in about I don't know, like about ten to twenty years, this is the most home losses we have had, and it's just halfway. Okay. Yeah, and the rest of the teams, apart from Liverpool and Man City, are not really doing all that well. They are all struggling. So let's just say we're just better off than the rest, but we're not at where we are. We ought to be at the moment. Yeah, and that's true. Of course, a lot of that might have to do with the fact that Frank Lampard is still learning his trade as a as a new manager. We expect him to to be better. And for me, that's another reason why I think. Chelsea have more to them because Frank Lampard is still learning. So we have not seen the best, the best of Frank Lampard yet. Um, there's still definitely more to come from him. And then you add someone like Timo Werner who can definitely get you 30 goals this season. And that looks like a really, really good team. We know what Hakim Ziyech can do in terms of providing goals. The same thing for Pulisic. And that defense is not good, but I like Tomori. I like the boy Riz James. Um, maybe they definitely need a left back. But it, it might not be as bad as everybody thinks. So, um, Liverpool without Van Dijk, I mean, they really made a push for it. And then they got Van Dijk and, uh, and they won it, uh, or they are going to win it. So, I mean, the question is contention. And, and for me, definitely, signing Timo when I get them um, a title contender um, title, if you may have it. I, I, I have to say what people have been saying is all fall down to the defence. You mentioned Liverpool signed Van Dijk. Liverpool signed probably the best defender in the whole world at the moment. That's who they signed. Chelsea has a very good attack now. With the way their, attack, their forward is looking, it's looking very crazy. It's looking like they, they can get 10... Each, each player can score 10, 10 goals in the league. That is, that is massive. But their defence is completely is completely off. You can't use that defence to defend against every team in the, the Premier League. Tomori is a good defender. He's a good a, a passing defender. He knows how to pass. He knows how to create plays on the back. But his actual defending is not good. He he doesn't win um, headers. He doesn't win headers against other, other players. He's not. He doesn't have the height or the jump for it. So I don't think Tomori is the right defender. We are trying to look for a league a title. Rudy really guy is solid. He has he has played well this past two years. So I think he needs a new partner. He can partner someone else with Rudy really guy. That would be wonderful. Then I'm not a fan of with James. I don't see anything exceptional in him. He can play the ball, he can cross the ball, but he doesn't really have something that puts him above other defenders, other fullbacks. So, I can, all I'm saying is Chelsea's defense is not dependable enough on them for them to be able to win the Premier League or even contend for it next season. They might try, but that defense, until they sign the defender, I don't see them winning anything. But now, uh, now, signing Timo Werner and, and as I said, we're going to talk about this first. 
the, the question now for me is what what happens to Sammy Abraham? I mean, he's he's played he's played really well this season. I I think. He, coming from championship and, and he's played fantastically well but every, I think everyone looked from that so what happens to Tammy Abraham right well, now? Well like you know at the start of this season you know we had the transfer ban so Tammy really rose up to the ranks that you know we expected of him but we don't really expect him to do so much he has really ex- ex- exceeded our expectations but I don't feel that all is lost for Tammy because with Timowena coming into the team he will not be able to do it alone and Timowena is used to always playing with his striker up front too. So, you know, there's sometimes when Lampard plays 3-4-3, three, three, you know, Timowena can sit behind Tammy. So there's still a possibility in that too. But, and also, Tammy, um, Tammy has gotten about, I don't know, like 15 goals. That is like half of what Timowena has put in this season. So I think Timowena can come off the bench. But the real question should be about what will happen to Giroud. I don't see a future for that guy. You know, it's he has the experience. He has the experience, but, you know, he's on the, you know, he's on the high side when it comes to his age. He's about 30, 34 or so. And, you know, he does not have that much pace. And by what I'm saying now, the team's coming to become a, you know, really pacey set of players. And Giroud might not be able to keep up. So, he's the one I see washing away, but I still see a great future for time. Um, yeah, I think the point of of um, Timowena being able to accommodate another striker is is a very good one. He did that um, obviously at Leipzig, playing with either Patrick Schick this year or Yusuf Paulson, and um, throughout most most of his time at Leipzig. And that's a very nice. I I mean, if if Lampard can find a way to play the two of them, maybe maybe it works. I don't know how how he might see it though. We know he prefers playing with just one striker. Um, but we also know that he is tactical enough to change up to a three-four-three, so it's possible. And Timowena has played on the right, on the left side of a three-four-three formation before, so we might see Frank Lampard bring that out once in a while, maybe to to cause problems for the defense. Uh, yeah, and your point about Giroud is, I mean, for me, it's a no-brainer. Giroud has to go. He almost left to Inter Milan in January, and right now, he's definitely surplus requirements. Nobody is talking about. Um, Anthony's very good friend, Mr. Batrai. So I'm just going to put this over to Anthony. What do you think well, is the future Tamibra, of Tamibra I was, right now? I was on TalkSpot this morning. I was listening to a podcast. And someone proposed a 442 formation, which I actually liked very much. If they go with swapping Jorginho, they can play Tamibram and Timowena up front, Zayach on the left, Polisic on the right, then a midfield of Kante and Miss Mount or Pjanic. Which, which look like a very good deal at, at the moment. I think that's something they can work with. Because Tamebram is someone that has proven himself this season. You can't, after, after a player has done so much for you, it's not just right to kick him to the cup with a new signing. It's, it's spoils the, the, the team morale. I, I believe it spoils the team, the team morale. So I'll say Tamebram, if they continue with this formation, they play this 4 to 3 1. Tamebram does not have a place in that squad. He will always be a bench player, except if Timorina injures. Then players like Michi Bashwai and Juve have to go and find another home because there's nothing left for them in Chelsea anymore. Juve has nothing left for Chelsea. Nothing. Absolutely nothing oh. left. I mean, yes, yes, probably Juve has, has nothing left. But you just suggested Chelsea played two strikers up first. So that's Timowena and Tammy Abraham. That leaves no other person on the bench and someone has to stay on the bench. Um, 
So so maybe there is hope for for someone like you after all. And the four four two formation, I think I like it. I I, I don't like missing Mount on the base of midfield with with Ngolo Kante. Really, uh, maybe someone like Matteo Kovacic would be better. And I and I like the the pianist that you threw in there. If if they get the swap, I mean, nobody really knows what Frank Lampard is going to do. Uh, I think that's the fun of it. I think there are some coaches you, you look at, if it's a Pep Guardiola, then you're, you're certain that he's going to start just one striker. That's just his system. I think with Frank, you never can, you, you can't really tell at this moment because he's still a young coach. He could still do a lot of things. And, and Timo Werner also helps because he too can still do a lot of things. So, so it's nice really um, to think about that. But, but let's assume that Chelsea do start a front three. Um, we know they have a lot of players. They have Hakim that can play there. They have William. They have Pulisic. And they have Hudson Odoi, who they, they renewed his contract um, midway through the season. So, what do you think is Chelsea's best um, front three? Their best and, and front three has to be Zayech, Timo Werner, and Hudson Odoi. I'm taking Hudson Odoi over Christian Pulisic. Why exactly is why exactly is I think although he has a higher ceiling. I watched Pulisic this season. He had a hard trick game. He played extremely well. But when I watch Odoi play, I see him do spectacular things. Not all of them has specific results, but I think he can improve to get better than Pulisic. I see it in him. So I'll say starting Odoi over Pulisic looks like the right option from my perspective. And so yeah. that was your pick. Well, my own pick will be have to go with Timoena, you know, straight down the middle, then Pulisic on the on the right or left hand side, either ways. Then I'm torn between William and Odoy because I prefer Akim Ziyech to just be right behind the striker, you know. That's where he can really, you know, pull out the strings, pull the strings. If he's just right behind the striker, just behind Timoena, I think that's where he will be the most little. But on the wings, I would prefer Pulisic and Odoy or William. Um, okay, oh, th- that that's all good stuff. Um, I mean, Chris Pulisic for me, I, I think he has to start. The, 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 apart from the fact that they paid a lot of money for me, I, for him, I think the fact that you think Hotsunodo has the higher ceiling than Pulisic is, is, is maddening. I, I mean, what what has he done, really? Um, Pulisic is a fantastic player. He has space, can score goals, and he can create goals too. He, he, He's, you would want him to be in that starting lineup. Wait, wait. Uh, so, so for me, it's Pulisic, Timoena, and and then Hakim Ziyech on the right hand side because I, and I like the idea of Hakim Ziyech playing as a number ten, but it doesn't hurt to have a creative player playing the wing. Okay. No, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt because Ziyech is a very versatile player, so he can you know anywhere. Rampers see, you know, you know, you have to try a few things when you come into a team to see where you will adapt quickly to. So anywhere ZH can, you know, work best. I'm sure Lampard will find a way to make him gel well with the team. Well, um, what I want to say is, Hotinodoy, you said something about what has he done. Last season, Hotinodoy was the reason behind Chelsea's push to the Europa League final. He, 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 was, he played every Europa League match. He, was on, he played, he assisted, he scored. He was the one that pushed them to the Europa League final. Not just that, but that, uh, how many things that, that word do you do on his own? Uh, 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 
Hazard has, wasn't starting in Europa. Was they, they, they were keeping him to play the, the Premier League because Sarri is a very I don't understand his style of coaching. So and what I'm what what I'm saying is Osnado is a very good player. He has a high ceiling. He's very talented. I've watched him play. He he, he shows once in a while he shows some kind of brilliance that that I I find very rare. So. I think he can improve better than Pulisic. I I know why I'm saying it because I've watched both of them play. I've seen how how, how they play. I've seen how Odoi plays. Odoi is always looking to create chances for other people. I I like how he plays. Sometimes he jumps into the midfield. He moves to the wings. He moves up front. I, I like how the boy plays. So I'm saying I'll pick him over Pulisic to start in that starting lineup. Then I'll have a midfield of Messi, Mount, Kante, and Ekovacic, three centre midfielders, so that the the ball can always keep flowing. Uh, okay, uh, we are not going to go into um, Chelsea's midfield right now. We didn't have that scheduled because I mean, having this amount starting Chelsea midfield. I, uh, but let's just let, let's just roll with that for now. What what do you think is Chelsea's midfield three? For uh, well, at the moment, first pick has to obviously be Kante. Yeah. Kante, Mount, and Kovacic. And if the Pjanic deal goes through, yeah, I'll bring in Pjanic instead of missing Mount. Exactly. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I, I seem to be a man on an island in this world. Missing Mount is not getting into that Chelsea team if everybody's fit. No, it, I don't see it happening. Jorginho, no, you can, can come up the bench. You can come up the bench. Then Kante, then Kovacic. Yeah, yeah, he, he, that, that's wait, where he belongs on the bench. Let me remind you, Messi Mouse was Lampard's best player before he started coaching Chelsea. Lampard has been Messi Mouse for two years now. He's not, he's not going to drop someone mm-hmm. that he has. And, and, Tommy, and Tommy Abraham is his best player right now. He has bought his replacement. Look, Messi Mouse is not going to start. We have to move on. And, but, but let's keep comparing players anyway because. I, I went on Twitter today and I and I and I saw Arsenal fans reacting to Timo Werner by and the argument everywhere is Timo Werner and and the Arsenal striker Aubameyang. So so let's have that right now. Who is the better player? The, Timo I, I don't or understand how this is an argument. This is a no questions asked situation. <laughs> Timo Werner, Aubameyang, Aubameyang is the better striker. There's no questions. There's no argument there. There's no point. Aubameyang was. In Bundesliga, Aubameyang won the highest goal scoring Bundesliga, scoring 31 goals. Since he has come to Arsenal, he has proved time and time again that he's a dependable striker. I don't see an argument made in Timo Werner's favour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a no-brainer for me too because Aubameyang is uh, he has proven himself time and time again. And currently, even in Arsenal, forgive me, Arsenal fans, even as shitty as Arsenal is right now. You can't kill Aubameyang's life. He's the only reasonable player in in Arsenal. Yeah, and Timoena is is on the young side, so he has a lot of time to prove himself and maybe to reach Aubameyang's caliber. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, has 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 Aubameyang won anything? Did he win anything as a Dortmund striker, starting striker? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Timoena has has been a German champion. But I mean, whatever you guys say, 
probably as good already and he's just 24. Timoana is not so, not I don't know. He's not uh, close I mean, to Aubameyang right now is a top 5 striker in the world in the entire world. I can't name five strikers better than Aubameyang in the world right now. He's probably the best striker in the EPL. If I look at it very well, he's the best striker in the EPL. Oh. I watched I watched. Okay, oh, Aubameyang was disappointed in that Europa League final against Chelsea and the Arsenal Chelsea game. And I don't know. I don't see Timo when I'm no, missing that, see, that amount um, of clear cut time. Like well. He was also disappointed in their loss to to Olympiacos to this year. This year. So uh, I mean, Aubameyang scores goals, but but you know, to me, Timo is a very Timo brilliant, Wena. fantastic player, almost world class even already. But I just feel that he's not there yet to be, you know, to be on the same level with Aubameyang. Mount is don't blame Aubameyang for that Arsenal's woeful failure against Chelsea. Arsenal is a shitty team. They have always been, they will always be. So Aubameyang wasn't as far. Chelsea have played them in that match, so it's not anybody's fault. Chelsea didn't outplay anybody. Arsenal underplayed uh, Chelsea. Arsenal played like Arsenal, Arsenal played like <laughs> they didn't play well at all. That was why they lost. Aubameyang had nothing okay. to do with it. But it seems like bad news coming from Tottenham every single day. Um, nobody's sure whether they, they've lost Christian Eriksen. So, I mean, it's, it's turmoil everywhere for for Jose Mourinho in Tottenham. So the question now is, and, and it's just that you, you start first, what's next? What do you think Jose Mourinho can make this Tottenham team good again? I'm sorry, I did not get that. Come again. Um, do you think Jose Mourinho can make this stuff? Uh, yes, yes, I believe he can because you know Jose is a brilliant coach. But maybe he's not just you know doing as well as he has done in other clubs. But you have to you know give it, cut him a little slack. You know he's just arriving at the London club Tottenham. So I think if we just give him a little bit more time and you know you know two or, two windows or more, just like about two windows to bring in the right. Sets of players, of course, Tottenham will be a, con- a title contending team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that seems about right. I, he definitely needs one window at least to, to get in a good defender. But it, it doesn't really look very good for that Tottenham team. Um, Harry Kane does not look like he's going to stay past next year. And um, obviously, Ericsson has already left. That midfield looks it looks it looks really bad. He's he's called out in Dombele for not really playing well or not being fit. And his defenders are really old. We've seen him bringing the young man, just trying to get things working. Ryan Sessegnon has not been what everybody thought he would be, and Hugo Lloris just keeps making mistakes. So I. I mean, Jose is a really good coach, but I was never in support of him going to Tottenham. I, I thought for me he should have held out until Bayern Munich was ready to give him a contract. Uh, but he didn't. He wanted to stay in the Premier League, probably prove to people that he's still that good. And then he took a job that, uh, for me, is 
why would he decide to go to Tottenham? We've seen the kind of clubs he goes to. He goes to clubs that are willing to spend. And everybody's saying, I mean, there's no way he signs for Tottenham if they've not backed him up and told him we are willing to spend enough money for you. So I guess we have to wait for the transfer windows to see what Jose Mourinho could do with that team. But for me, I mean, it's well, very, very I'm with you. I believe Jose Mourinho has beaten off more than he can chew. The Tottenham team right now is a complete wreck from their forward to their midfield to their defense. It's an entire wreck. Christian Eriksen was practically the only good midfielder they had. Dele Ali, I don't understand what goes on with him. He will have a good season, he will have a bad season. He's off and on every time. Losing Christian Eriksen has created an, an enormous hole in that uh, a Tottenham squad that cannot be filled in easily. Hurricane doesn't want to play for Jose Mourinho, so I don't and I don't think anybody can afford to buy Hurricane at the moment. Because if they could sell it, they can use that money to, to replenish the entire squad, but they can't sell it. Nobody can pay 200 million for Hurricane during this uh, period. So to me, Jose Mourinho has a lot to do. He has to start signing extremely cheap players and hoping they'll be good. And that has never been his style. In my United, he signed Pogba and Zlatan. He signs star players that he believes can play his football. But now he has to start looking for players that won't cost much, but can also play what he wants them to play. He has already ridiculed Dombele, and I don't think Dombele will be happy to play for him this season. The, the, the defence has been abysmal this season. Um, they are a forward with Harry Kane. He signed Steve Bergwijn. Steve Bergwijn has proven himself to be an average player, but I don't see him as a high-class player, a player that can help you contend for the Premier League in the future. So, a Tottenham is a, is a complete wreck. I don't see just Mario doing it. So, for me, I'll say you should jump ship right now. You should leave the team. Yeah. Frank? Where Frango? Let's talk, man. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk. I can I'll cut out that part, probably. I know here the rubbish that Anthony said that was probably not make so much like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I but, <laughs> but I believe that nobody in Tottenham right now is playing, you know, anywhere close to their current ability. Because all of them currently look very shifty, right? From their um the wingers to the midfield to the defenders, even they're even having trouble at left back because Vertongen plays left back a lot this season. And Dele Ali is, is a shadow of himself. He, he can't seem to even hold the ball when the ball is even played to him. He can't create anything. When the team lost Harry Kane, they just, keep on, they just kept on falling and falling. No goals could not come from anywhere. Nobody's creating chances. Even if they manage to create chances, nobody's finishing up these chances. Even their new left winger that they got from... Um, what was his name again? Steve Bergwijn. Yeah, yeah. It's, he, he can't do it alone. He's not even a, he's not a kind of player that you can even rely on fully. But with the right set of people playing with him, I believe that, you know, they can pull in something. And Mourinho just has to, you know, get the team as a unit, make them think together, you know, have a collective goal. And I think that maybe, but now they all seem disconnected and they are playing as individuals, not as a team. Yeah, Jose Mourinho has, has a lot to do with that sports team. And... <clears throat> Ah, but I, 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 I really don't know what, what, what exactly we can say is the problem right now. I and mean, 
We saw we saw him at Manchester United, and he wasn't that good really. And he sticks with his um, philosophy. He's not going to change his style of play or the way he plays. So, or the way he coaches, really, he's going to call you out if he if he thinks you're not playing well. And he just hopes that the people in the team are willing to play their asses out for him. And we've used shit a lot in this in this in this segment, but but that's just that's just the way it is. They've not played really up to par. I think the exception of Hurricane and and Huming Song sometimes. Um, but the, the rest of it, I, I think what I found interesting for what you said is that they're not playing at their best. So so there's still hope for them to improve. I think Bergwijn is an okay player. You can you can do a lot for them. Um, we, we can still see, we know what Song can do. We know what Hurricane can do. I like Lucelso, but I mean, I, I don't know if, if it's good enough to be a replacement for Eric. And I think that Eric still was a really, really big hit on them. And then obviously that defense is not really good. But I, we have to wait and see um, really what, what Jose is going to do with that team. And by the time the transfer window opens up. And we're going to round up now with Interbilan. Um Just very, very quickly. Uh, we've, we've been hearing news of them, or Sandro Tonali obviously wants to come to Inter Milan and Inter Milan has started talks. And this is a very, very, very good young player um, um, in the Serie A. Uh, the guy is, is good. He's a midfield player. He can pass the ball. He's a hard worker. He's, he's a fantastic player for me. I think just your, your typical Conte type of player. Um, so what, what, do you, what do you think? I, I, and you look at that Juventus team and they look like they're aging. They are, they, are, they, are like, they lack a lot of ideas going forward. Do you think Inter Milan next year is willing to take over from Juventus' reign of terror, Anton? Well, I want to start by saying a particular name that had all the headlines last season and nobody has heard of him this season anymore. Christoph Piatek. Christoph Piatek was a massive goal scorer last season. So far this season, he has moved to um, Heta BSC. So, Heta Berlin. So, so I don't. So them looking for new signings is not a problem. They are about to lose Lothar Martinez, Lukaku's a, a, a backup. It's not going to solve anything. They, they are not creating solutions to their problem. Their problem this season was inability to convert goals at efficient times. They will score four goals against one team. The next, the next team, they, they won't score a single goal. That was what stopped them this season. They should be looking for more players to get them goals. Sanjo Tonali is solving their defense problem. He's a defensive midfielder. What I'm what I'm saying is they should look for a striker that can get them that, that goal. They should look, they should look for a, the kind of striker that will put them up front. They should look for someone that can score them. because Juventus next season, almost every player there will have waste problems. They are all too old. 35, <laughs> 34. They can't uh, keep up with what is supposed to happen. So they should look for Inter Milan should look for younger players. Elasio now has a second in the league. I think just one point behind Juventus. Elasio are contending now. Why is that? Because they are always willing to score. They are always scoring. They have Immobile who, who can't stop scoring. L- Lukaku is a good striker. This is much coming from me because I really hate him, but he's a, he's a good striker. He, he, know, he knows how to score. He knows when to score. He needs someone else to be with him. Someone else in that front that can always help him score. Perisic is too old to keep up with us. And losing a lot of time is going to create a hole in that they attack. They need someone else in that attack. If they are to contend for the title with Juventus, they need someone else to help them in the attack. Other than that, I, I don't see them contending. 
and and yeah, um, but to be clear, obviously no one is sure whether Latour or Martinez leaves. Barcelona are yet to pay um, the one hundred and eleven release clause, and also um, Inter Milan have also been in talks with. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Um, Matthias Kunha, who is a striker for Hertha Berlin, uh, and the guy is, I think, four goals for us. This this is a doesn't re- really look that good. But last season, no one knew about Latour Martinez, so. He seems like he's, he's exactly the same type of player. They're probably just bracing themselves for when they eventually lose Latour Martinez. He's kind of striker that can create and that can also goals. It doesn't look like they're bracing themselves for all that. But um, Sosa, what do you think about it um, the next um, overwhelming favourite since they are... Esosa. Hello? Hello? Oh my God. Where you go sleep? I did, I did talk so, so, Jesus. <laughs> yes. I did talk so, so, I did talk so, we, we need to hear you see, uh, so you are talking again. Okay, like I was saying. I said Inter Milan can push for the title as soon as possible because if they manage to get to Nali, that's the right man you need to sit above your defenders. He can really pick out a pass. He has a very good work rate and he can really gel the team together. And if Inter lose Lotaro Martinez, uh, he's, on, he's still under serious probability. I don't know, maybe they can get the likes of, I don't know, Lacazette will fit well into the team to me. Oh. To me, it will fit well into the team. Yeah, it will fit well into that team. And, you know, he has not really been able to play the way he should at Arsenal. So I think that would be a good move for him. Yeah, that's why I feel that like. with Lacazette and the likes of Lukaku up there, I think that uh, they will be able to get more goals and their um, inconsistency will become more consistent. That's what I feel. Uh, that that's that's a great take, really. I, I was I was I've always been advocating for Inter Milan to get a swap deal. Find a way to get Griezmann in that deal, and then let him partner um, Lukaku. But but this this Lacazette this Lacazette take sounds very very it sounds very enticing. Lukaku and Lacazette of course sounds like it's very good. And let's not forget that they still have the possibility of making the Sanchez deal permanent. Um, so so yeah, I mean, and of course Christian Eriksen is there now. So they look like a very very different team. They have Conte who has won the uh, a whole lot. Um, so yeah, they, they definitely have the coach. They seem to be getting the team. All, all they need right now is to I guess in the win. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to close up with that. But Sophie, you being our guest today, we're going to have the final say. Obviously, um, we have Ronaldo and Messi on top. So who is your third? Who is your number three player in the world? My number three. My number three player. Yeah. That is behind Messi and Ronaldo. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, behind Ronaldo and Messi. Okay. Uh, it has to be Eden Hazard. To me, he's the best player in the world. I don't even care about the remaining that we call just now. Oh, my God. Sorry, I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I didn't hear you. I said, to me, it has to be Eden Hazard. He's a really fantastic player. And, yeah, he can play. He's world class. Yeah. Okay. And he's my best player. So, 
terrific. Oh I, I love that answer. So just to be clear, Ronaldo won, Messi two, Hazard three. We have to go. Thanks for letting me on the show. It was a pleasure. Oh my God. All this. 